How do Sword Nutters? This week, our podcast love is for Riverhouse Games. You've heard me talk about them before, but they've just become a member of the RPG Academy podcast network, which is awesome for them. They've also started to release a monthly, and Taylor, I hate you for using this word. Why did you call it a zine? Not a magazine. A zine. <sighs> anyway, they're releasing a monthly zine which is available digitally and in print and it's called sad things on index cards what it is is a way of collecting micro games artwork poetry essays and all sorts of stuff related to tabletop gaming and rpgs and all the profits from it will go to various charities thus far the january edition uh the profits went to the aclu and the february edition which is currently being collated will support planned parenthood so get on over to riverhousegames.com, that's riverhousegames.com, all one word, and give them loads of money. <laughs> Next up, let's talk about battlebards.com, who do awesome, awesome, awesome audio, and have let us kindly use uh, a very large part of their catalogue. And you might be thinking, yeah, okay, it's great for podcasts, but what use is it to me at the table? Well, as a GM, what it enables you to do is instead of say, uh, yeah, so now you've come out of the tunnel and you are in uh, what looks to be a dark elven city and there's some chanting and religious stuff like ceremonies and things going on, you just press play and this happens. So get on over to battlebards.com and fill your boots. Hi, welcome to Swordnut Radio. This episode is our fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons campaign, Doors. Last episode we went full D&D with a tunnel, two door puzzles, a 10-foot pole and a shuttered lantern. Shuttered <laughs> We join the party as they just figured out how to open the door at the end, gaining access to who knows what. This episode, as voted for by the Sword Nutters on Twitter, is Homicidal Giggle. On with the show! sort of put away and extinguish my lantern and put it away. And I sort of wrap it in in, 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 the, in its leather case in such a way that I hopefully will keep the red sort of stuff on it. Put it in my pack and I stealth forward. Just, just give me a moment to check this out. Disoriented by the light. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not very stealthy. As I sort of stumble out, <laughs> you know, like blinded by even the slight light. I'd like you to make a constitution saving throw, please. 
Rocks fall, everyone die. <laughs> 22. You detect something in the air, like a, a whiff of something, just a... Hmm, that reminds me of an, uh, a particular den of ill repute. Um, you know, happier times. I was like, pussy! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, Didn't I get a yeast infection there? It for, it for a moment makes you feel a little, like, as you catch a whiff of it, like, it, it's oddly lots of pungent and floral at the same time. It kind of makes you slightly lightheaded, but the, the feeling passes very quickly. Nice. Um, in terms of Jace's backstory, uh, how are drugs a thing, or are they not? I mean, like anything, there's there's various things you can smoke. Sort of, there's there's the equivalent of sort of opium dens. It's not something that that he, Jace has ever particularly been interested in. Uh, he, he likes to drink. He likes to party. It's completely losing his mind isn't something he wants to do. Okay, this is something that you you very much recognise as. Uh, a thing that um, <clears throat> uh, mostly people will refer to it as all sorts of names, but it always tends to be colloquialisms for shit. Um, as in, or just call it the shit, or you know, there's, there's the uh, the crap, the the turds. Yeah, um, that's now its name, Rahat. Rahat, shit in Romanian. Excellent. <laughs> So uh, you do recognise this for a heart thing. You never really partake in yourself because it's you, something people take just to get fucked up and get away from the world. The okay. rest of you... Uh, what do the surroundings look like? I mean, I mean, uh, well, uh, yeah, so you see oh, Jace... Actually, what I was just going to ask, what kind of... You, you see Jace sort of like um, walk forward into this, this area, sort of stumble a little bit, blinking and, and whatever, and... Um, you see around him as, you, as your dark vision adjusts much, much more quickly. Um, you see that there are, it, it seems to be a moderately sized room. Stone walls, sort of block stone, normal stone. Um, and there is, you, you get this whiff in the air, it doesn't affect you in any way, but it's, you just get this whiff. Um, like like walking to someone else's house, you kind of have to get used to their scents and odors and things, and like you know, sort of. Oh, it's like this person has a cat. Yes, this is a cat. It's like walking into a stoner's dorm room. Not quite. It's not quite as bad as that. As this, this isn't strong enough to really sort of get to you. But it's yeah. Um, but yes, it's it's yeah, very much. I suppose like that. Uh, and uh, you, yeah, you, you sort of hear some odd. Almost like hissing noises, but not quite hissing. Just like air moving, but not really. It's a little bit confusing. But, um, and beyond Jace, you see that there is a, a large sort of oak and uh, iron framed door. Sort of large oak door with iron hinges kind of thing. Okay. Can we tell if that's the only exit from this room that we've come into? You can't really see much of the room. Have you, have you entered the room? Mm, yeah, screw it. Yeah, yeah. Step, step into the light. Make me another constitution check. What was your result? Eleven. Eleven? Ten. Ten. Um, Gimbal is going to walk in, take a, take a whiff and... Yeah. Uh, do you recognise this? Something like that? Um, Something in your wheelhouse? I was going to say, considering I've been in quite a few dens of iniquity, I'd probably imagine it would be. Because I've, I've, I've worked some pretty seedy bars and things before now. Uh, yeah, you 
this is something you wouldn't have sort of seen in, in, in bars and things, but yeah, you like behind the bar maybe, like mm. like in an alleyway that's coming out of like a particularly bad gig something. Oh yeah. Smell smell it on patrons and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some people reeking of the fucking they're always the bastards who never clap, you know, they're always mm. just sat slumped in a corner and you think, Why the fuck did you pay the cover price, dude? You know? Um Rue, however, uh just a whiff sort of catches one and goes Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, because you've tried fucking everything. Uh, no, I am an, uh, an Epicurean. Yeah, no? Yeah, my, my character is he, he wants to try and experience yeah. new things, so yeah. You have... Name? Rahat. Rahat? Rahat. 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 Double R-H-A-H-A-T. With no, an just, apostrophe. Just, just roll your R's. Yeah. Roll your R's. Doesn't really work when you're trying to do English. Excellent. Okay, yeah, you've 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 smoked some of this yourself, and... Oh, that takes you back, and you find yourself inhaling quite deeply, and you, your your head starts to to swim a little bit, and you get you're feeling quite sleepy. And it brings to mind the the, the, the the bubbling of the pipes that you such a lovely sound that you associate with with the smell, the sort of the large sort of almost ceremonial way they place the coals on the top of the pipes yeah, as the, it bubbles the, through. The form this drug uh, takes is actually um, uh, small black discs um almost like almost like um uh charcoal biscuit sort of but but they they, they hockey puck tiny little hockey puck yeah they sort of come to a little bit of a of a a point at the top just like a round of like you know like you like a like a chocolate drop type thing like a hershey kiss type thing but flatter and wider some even have that little curl over the top as well where they Mm. Little trails, <laughs> and they even come wrapped in little foil, mm. <laughs> and it's dry and it's it's brittle, and you can either burn the whole thing or you can crumble it up and burn it. Serious users like, like, will crumble it up and mash it in with uh, maybe other things to make it last longer, and things like, but people of stature, people who can afford, you know, um, decent drugs and things, or, or price insensitive, will just burn the whole thing in a in a generally a hooker type thing. Mm. Uh, everyone give me a perception, please. Apart from Rue. No. Fuss, however, scored quite well. Uh, 14. So he is ring high his nose and going, pip, pip, pip. 15. Smell. 16. Uh, Fuss has no reaction whatsoever. Oh, really? Mm. Uh, sorry? 15. 16. 16. Um, so as you come through, and this thing that sort of distracted you and made your head swim a little bit, you sort of blink it out, and both of you look around and the first thing that catches your eye is that is that Rue is kind of uh, a little bit spacey. Um, but the second thing that catches your eyes is the dozen or so people that are lying on what seem to be sort of rough beds. And there's, there's no, it's just wood. There's no like bedding, uh, and they're slightly inclined. And there are very almost like gutters, but sort of just round, entirely entirely enclosed, going around the room. And there's a uh, Jace. You spot the you're, you're looking for the hooker. You're looking for the the thing. And it's in this, and it takes you a minute to realise what you're looking at. But it's almost like a hooker that kind of like sucks it for you. This, this is like a pump on like bellows, and they're going sort of by themselves. Um, there seems it's it's either some sort of mechanism or it's some sort of magic. You don't know, but it's it, it's. It's it's an automatic thing, and, and and where the smoke would usually be drawn out, it's going up into these like gutter things and going around. And each one of them comes down above one of these beds, 
It's almost like a vent on mm. the people's fa- near the people's faces, so they're sort of breathing this stuff as they. On every single bed, there is a chosen, and their face is covered by a mask, leading uh, with a, like a, a flexible tube coming up from the mask and connecting to these guttering things. Um, and gimbal, sort of like I, I, I sort of see it as being like tooled leather. Mm. Up, so quite ornate, quite primitive. It's, but it's, it's 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 not ornate at all. It is very plain, but it is workmanship you haven't seen. This is not something people have sort of really figured out. This is, but it's now that you've seen it, it's like the invention of the pocket. Like yeah. people didn't have them up until like the 17th century or something. And then someone went, "Oh yeah, pockets," and you're like, oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Like the whole of human history evolved until the point where we decided, actually, let's put wheels on our luggage. You know, it's <laughs> it's not something that boggles your mind, but it's like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, flexible tubes for stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, of course it would. Um, and so, because normally you draw the, the the smoke by a reed kind of thing, uh, and the but what Gimbal noticed being a people person is that all these people lying on every single available bed. Um, has they they are fully clothed, they're fully dressed, you know, in various styles, and mostly, you know, it's it's the Cotavari thing with a little patch of red somewhere and whatever. Um, nothing really stands out to you about those. What does stand out to you is that all of them have one sleeve rolled up, um, on right or left hand, and uh, covering that arm is almost like a like a sock type thing, and it's lying off the bed. Sort of pointing downwards, sort of, you know, palm up, and there's something underneath on the floor, on everything, but it's, it's sort of covered by this uh, this fabric kind of sock thing. I'm going to go and uh, sort of investigate one of these sock-looking. While things. while he's doing that, Gimbal is going to grab, reach up, grab the front of Rue's shirt, pull him down to his own level. And he's going to slap him across the face. Roll me another constitution, please. Not my day. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. Um, okay, yeah, this is going to going to bring you round, but like, roll it out. Oh, oh, that's not cool. Pull yourself together, you ass. We don't need to lose you again in the middle of this, dude. What this? Hey, leave it. Leave he's it. Invented the word, dude. <laughs> Oh, this is. And G- Gimbal's just going to whip the... off his headscarf and he's going to tie it over over Rue's nose and mouth. But this is the green stuff. It's not the purple. That's the really crap. This is the good green stuff, man. <laughs> Gimbal's just going to point and say, "Look at what it's done to them. We don't need you in that state. Pull yourself together. Uh, or I'll have Carahad put you out." Can say Gimbal. Your materials and reagents and yeah. Okay, roll me. Um, roll me a history. Gimbal, a slightly more chilled out room might not be such a bad thing at this point. Yes, but we need him to be Compass Mentis. 19. 19. You remember trying this um, as someone was passing it around at one of the higher class parties that Gimbal was um, uh, gigging at. Mm. And he'd sort of snuck in as his rhodium and then, you know, sort of changed into some nicer clothes and uh, pretended to be some backwards noble, even though that might cost you a life. But it got you in there. And someone was passing some stuff around, and you give it a go, and whatever. And, you, and and like any sort of good Epicurean, just try something. You need to know it. You know, you need to sort of. It's not just experience; it's knowledge, and it's it's going deeper. 
So, you know, you hit the books and whatever, and you just you made a point to, as you were looking things up, you just, I wonder what this thing is. And goes, this is derived from the dried droppings of a particular mountain goat. Uh, I knew it was going to be something. In the mountain like passes uh, between where Kara's family is from, uh, there's the mountains there, the, the, the mountains of Damoweth and meets the, the so great gonna, Is this going to be like... These droppings, basically, uh, as they start to um, kind of live on a bit, like a mould starts to form on them, and, and the common variety of that mould is purple, which is what the general kind of people have for this version of this. But the rarer version, you've got to kind of like feed your, your goats on a certain kind of like pasture for this, and it's very rare, is when you get the green mould, and that's the it's really a particular fucking, kind of mountain That's flower. the really good shit. Yeah, only literally. Like, yeah, <laughs> only blooms for a couple of weeks shit. a year. Yeah. See, I was going to say it was like the the, the, the coffee. The, oh the, yeah, the, the, certain the coffee beans. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Okay, so is Rue going? Is Rue come round properly? Like, I, I'll, I'll say that it's not going to mechanically alter you, but I like I like spaced out Rue. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I, you know, it, it's good. It's all good. It's fine. Yeah, fine. we will do what we need to do. Not a problem. I'm fine. Uh, and Gimbal's just going to turn around, be, turn around, reach behind his back, and he should be, gentlemen, do your duty. And he's just going to pull out the jeweled dagger that we got from all the other guys. Be- before he does that, I'm, I want to lift up and see what, what what's oh, under these cloths. In the face, yeah. 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 Um, you lift up the cloth, and uh, there's there's like a, a lattice keeping the cloth from touching the skin. And you can see that um, at the, the point on the hand, sort of just, just in front of the wrist... Where the muscles for the um, the thumb and the, the little finger kind of intersect, there is a small um, like metal device, like a little like a little pin prick, and this is leading to a, a small but steady stream of, of blood. You think this is again weird because that should have just healed, uh, dripping down, and it follows a finger and then drips down, and there's about an inch gap between the hand. And a bowl. And in the bowl lies a dagger. Exactly like the ones you've taken. And as the blood drips down and hits the dagger in the bowl, so either hits the dagger or it collects in the bowl, and as the dagger sort of touches it, it touches the bottom of this bowl with a very conical base. The blood touches the steel of the dagger and seems drawn into it and disappears. Hmm. So anyway, um, um, gentlemen, sort of indicate what, what I'm seeing very sort of concerned it's like sorry you know the thing that Rue always really liked about this stuff is that it made him really creative uh, and you just kind of think outside the box and I, I really like that you know why why play cards when you can stack cards into a tower because that's building something yeah and he is actually speaking about himself in the third person right so, now <laughs> uh, with that in mind the, the, the pipe work that's leading all this stuff around it, does it have like an access point like, is it all completely investigation. Stop valve. I, I just want... Ooh, 19. Uh, with... Um... Yeah, that's a 23. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it looks like you could... Um, there's like an overlap where these pipes come off and join the main solid guttering. Um, and just next to that, is, there's like some string, some cord next to that. So you reckon that it just fits on and then you can just tie it off and... Okay, I I want to speed up the process of this. Um, you you guys can carry on what you're doing, but I'm going to go over to this and I'm, I'm going to open it up so it's where the pipe's going through. 
and uh, using my inspiration mm-hmm. um, to make sure this goes right, I am going to do poison spray into the mechanism so it will spread this poison spray throughout the system to every single person that's hooked up to it. Including us, because it's floating around the room right now. Okay, um, so while this is going on, mm. uh, so you're sort of toddling up to, to one of these things and sort of muttering to yourself and, and, and letting, you know, sort of, oh, right, following a train of thought. So you have no inner monologue. And it turns out you think of yourself <laughs> in your own head in third person. Mm. Um, so I love the fact that Rue is totally the most fucked up member of our crew. <laughs> yeah. Do and I- we have an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's functional. <laughs> uh, so you you drew a, a knife, didn't you? you yeah. Knife. So yeah, Gimbal's basically drawn out the jeweled knife from behind his back, um, and he's going to look at the ones that Jace has gestured to in the bowl, and he's just going to say, "We usually use these to put a stop to those things." There's one way to test it out, and he's just going to turn around and just into the head of the nearest one to him. You plunge your your dagger in. Um, the the person lying on the uh, the slab doesn't move. There's there's no flinching. There's no cry of pain. It's as if they're asleep, and you've just you know, wafted a breeze past them. There's there's nothing. What? Um, and the uh, the person gradually. I mean, you withdraw the knife. You leave it in. Um, withdraw it. Okay, so you just stab it in, and then it means like dunk. Yeah, I just just, threw the skull out. Yeah, Um, so you stab it in, and for a moment it catches, almost like it's stuck in the bone, and you're trying to yank at it. But this person in front of you, you see their scales on on the the exposed arm starting to retreat, and then it sort of very quickly moves up, uh, sort of in, in the space of about a second and a half. Um, just moves up through the neck. You see their neck become like pink skin again. Mm. The face changes, and you're standing with your hand closed around a dagger. And there's what looks like a 16 year old girl underneath it as you yank it free. Mm-hmm. Roll sanity check. Wisdom. Yeah, <laughs> roll, roll wisdom. Wrong game. Wisdom. 14. Okay, you're not going to lose your shit, but yeah, this this is a little. This is he's, he's, he half expected this anyway because we'd seen this done previously. This is a 16 year old, sort of dark haired, um, dark skinned elven girl. Yeah, elven, more or less elven. Yeah, maybe elven human. Quite yeah. quite quite uh, reedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that the sort of the the, the the sort of chocolate brown skin, brown eyes. Um, which have opened under their own volition and it's just the weight of gravity and uh, as they're sort of pitched back a little bit. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, She's staring up. With the, when we've examined these daggers in the past, have there been sort of magical emanations from them? Yes. I'm going to head over to Rue. Uh, Rue. I, I, the- I'm currently... Casting but before uh, a poison spray. Well, <laughs> while he does this, this, Gimbal, this, is, this is all happening yeah. simultaneously. Gimbal so moves on to the next. Next, can one. I sort of distract him? Hold off, Gimbal. Hold off, Gimbal. And sort of yank, yank uh, Rue back. I'll, I'll allow that because you guys were in the same area, but I would say Rue was on the other side of the room. Mm. Okay, so 
I sort of look up at him. <laughs> it's, it's done. It is done. It's what, done. What does that spell do? It's uh, you extend your hand towards a creature you can see within range and project a puff of noxious gas from your palm. Mm-hmm. So cupcaking people, basically. Uh, <laughs> the creature must succeed on by. a Constitution saving throw or take one d twelve poison damage. One d twelve poison so, damage. Yeah, uh, they so all I, automatically I, fail. Yeah. Um, and this is being driven into their lungs. However, it's being distributed uh, about a dozen ways. So, uh, what I would like you to do is roll 1d12. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is it, it's an area effect. Can I have a look at the thing? Is it a cantrip it's, it's a or a spell? It's got 10-foot range. It is a cantrip. So, everybody gets a dose. Yeah. So, this is, a, this is a one creature. The range is 10 feet. Uh, it's one creature, and so so it's it's not like a ten foot cube, no. which is like a stream of gas towards yeah. his face. But I, I I was using my inspiration to flange it slightly to essentially just pump this stuff into the pipe work, so it, it spreads to everyone. Is it a cantrip? It is indeed a cantrip. So I could theoretically just go. Hum. Okay, <laughs> Jace. As many times as necessary. Um, Do you want me to roll damage for it, or just a second? Yeah. Jace and Rue, I want you to roll a uh, initiative. Oh. That's a D twelve. Oh yeah. <laughs> Good. Making up for Tom not being here. Sixteen. Seventeen. Seventeen versus oh, sixteen. 16. Just, just hit me. <laughs> okay, so uh, roll a D twelve for damage, please. This is where I roll a one. Yep. One. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You uh, uh-huh. you spray this in, and um, just as you sort of you get like. You're sort of almost adjusting your aim, and it's like the the, the gases um, are coming out as well, so you've got to overcome that pressure. Uh, but by the time you sort of adjust and go, oh, right, okay, and thrust forward a little little more, you uh, uh, Jace gets to you and uh, stops, the, stops the flow. Uh, it, it, so it disrupts just... your concentration. I want you to roll me a constitution check, please. Jace, roll me a constitution check. DC 12. Yep. No. Eleven. Seven. Plus one. Twelve. Oh, Twelve. Well, nine. Was no. Plus, plus proficiency yeah. bonus. So three. So fourteen. Uh, Jace, this waft of uh, of rahat, uh comes comes towards you, but um, it's mostly just absorbed by Rue. He <laughs> <laughs> just happened, happened to be breathing in at the time. I'm, I'm stood in yeah. front of this pipe, which has now got not got the cover on it. So <laughs> I, was, I was right over the top of it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to sort of hold my breath and then reconnect the hose. Uh, <laughs> while this while this happens, I <laughs> I've obviously got the giggles too, despite the fact that it's not impairing me. <laughs> So as we leave Rue a, giggl- a giggling mess and uh, Jace trying desperately to make sense of what happens, Gimbal is simply walking from person to person, stabbing a monster in the head. I did say to stop. So he stabs did, a monster in the head. Did you not stop? And he... Yeah, but you were faffing about with Rue, so he, he just carried on. Oh, I sort of grabbed your shoulder and said, hold off. Yeah, <laughs> he, he said hold off. He didn't say how long. Oh. Yeah. He's going to do it. You know, yeah. Uh, so he, as he, you you sort of go from from bed to bed and you plunge your dagger into a monster and retrieve it from almost universally young men and women of all racism types. Cool. So how many are in this room? A dozen. A dozen. 
by the time uh, and as we fade out, you've, you've plunged into about four different people. Gimbal's yeah, uh, okay, go on. How many people? Four. Let's say four. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So Gimbal's done about four people so far, and you, I'm sure you, you were thinking of something. No, that was it. It was, is you know, you 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 see a monster. You see that one of these chosen. You plunge your dagger into their head. They fade instantly into a person. There's a a 19 year old male. It shows of you know someone on the cusp of adulthood. There's an old lady um, who seems worn with care. There's a robust man. Um, must must be a cross between elf and dwarf. He's he's built like a brick shit house. Every time you you pull one of those things out you see the person they were mm-hmm. while Rue giggles <laughs> we fade to black Dungeons and Dragons is owned by Wizards of the Coast. The music was Shards of Glass by Louis Barabbas and the Bedlam Six. If you've got any questions, comments or feedback, get in touch with us at Swordnut Radio on Twitter or swordnutradio at gmail.com at swordnutradio at gmail.com Thanks for listening. Hold on, one more thing. We are running another shitty Swordnut prize competition and just for our sick gratification we want you to tell us which Swordnut Radio characters you ship and why, and please be detailed. Because you have to make us laugh, cry, or hurl to get yourself a shitty Swordnut prize. You can submit on our Facebook page, via Twitter, or by email. Now go get cranking out that smut. And Jace is trying to be semi-sensible in this situation before we just all do things without thinking. To be fair, you you being a sociopath has been foreshadowed quite a bit. Okay, so uh, to catch you up on orcs and things, Bleak, uh, the assassin that was, was a half-orc. Half-orcs don't exist in this world, so he was sort of redressed as a pale elf. Uh, all elves in this world are black. It's like it's, it, That's how you tell someone is an elf. Is they're dark skinned. Or if they've got elf blood in them, they'll be dark skinned. Orcs did exist at one point and they're coming back. They weren't native to this world kind of thing. So your character as a half orc was perfect for the flashback. Um, and the idea was that mechanically Bleak was an orc and he was getting more and more orky physically. So he's getting fangs and getting bigger and stuff. But the feral elves, or the wild elves, as they're called up in the lands of the river, um, they do scarification. So it's when they kill someone, they scar themselves. So your thing of going into battle with your tattoo is perfect. It's absolutely pitch perfect.
very if, we, if we hadn't all been faffing about and chatting shit. Mm. And that was my fault, and I bought us. What colours of magic did you see? Um, he can't remember. No, because he's an RPG player and he never remembers the details! <laughs> yeah, significant wording. Mm. We're talking prophecies, wordings, everything. Rage. I got street smarts, not book learnings. I've been accused of being quite light-footed. So uh, on, on our super secret um, staff room page for Swordnet Radio, I put a little thing up. And this is, it's my failing as a, as a GM, as someone who runs games. It, it is entirely on me that I've not made this something that I'm, I'm pushing to you guys. Um, but I want you guys to take more narrative control. So we've had a discussion about that, but we've got some hard and fast rules that you 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 will have to remind me of because you know me and I want to run away with the story, and that is if you say in character, it is canon. If it breaks the game, I'll tell you no. But generally speaking, just do it. Just do it. Don't be afraid of derailing the sh- the session. Don't be afraid of um, not moving on with the story because those things are fucking awesome. Um, like if you listen to campaign podcast. Um, there was an episode where they said, okay, we're going to do the ship in a bottle thing, so we're traveling from one place to another. So it's just going to be this thing. It's going to be one episode, whatever. It turned out to be like two slash three, and then they went shopping. Um, it's really, really entertaining, but they're not furthering the plot at all. But it's brilliant entertaining. It's fun, you know, and they had a lot of fun doing it. The 20 minutes we spent in a quarter in my Dark Heresy campaign. Hilarious. Looking for salad in a world without salad. Salad. Yeah. That's, as, it, that, as it scurried across the floor. Yeah, it's brilliant. Like, uh, in God's Fall, the, um, who are, like, the pinnacle of actual play podcasts, they spent um, a thing, there's an event called Turtle Fest. They went to Turtle Fest and lots of events going on and that. And that was supposed to be a little aside. It was just supposed to be this little thing. It turned out to be the greatest thing they've ever done, you know, before or since. And it was, like, their third, fourth episode about that. Um, because one of the characters said, right, we're going to a festival. All right, awesome. Uh, and then went away and said, I am going to derail this so fucking hard. And he wrote a song, and he performed the song in character. And then it was, um, and they all decided, right, we're going to get on top of this, and we're going we're gonna, to, like, not just experience this tableau that the DM has for us, we're going to go and try and fucking win everything. And we're going we're gonna to start, you know, actually going for this like we're some idiots whatever but it was like it was their way as characters to decompress so they've just gone through lots of horrific stuff and running and doing the essentially doing the whole D&D thing and then okay we're in this we're basically safe here's this safe haven there's a festival going on we're just gonna let our fucking hair down mm-hmm. and it was brilliant please derail me so yeah if you say it in character it's true um, you can retract it if you want but unless it breaks the game it's fine by me uh, rule number two, it is fine to ask for a moment to think, even if it's in the middle of action. Um, I mean, in a horror game, you might want a timer. You might want to just be saying, okay, this is all happening in real time. Um, as long as that's kind of up front. But th- it is a game, and I'm not expecting people to be absolutely 100% knowing exactly all their character would do. So we've got that thing of saying pause, just say... Okay, okay, it's the middle of, it's the middle of combat, whatever, and, you, and you've got this, this vague idea of something you want to do that's really cool, but now it's your turn. And you're like, oh, God, fuck it, fine, I'll just I'll hit it with my axe. It's fine to say pause. Mm. And say, can I just have a moment? Because um, we'll figure it out, do you know what I mean? Um, I'd, rather, I'd rather you feel free to do something that you want to do 
rather than feel constrained by the pressure of having to act now. If so, number three, uh, if you want to try something cool, I am on board. You, you're going to have to roll and all that sort of stuff. And sometimes rule of cool is you just fucking do it. That's you know that fine. Um, it, it, it's cool. It's so cool. I don't want it to fail. Kind of thing. You know, nobody wants to see that go wrong. Um, but we can also suspend belief, suspend disbelief a little bit. I mean, based on the setting again, not breaking the game. But say um, you want to do a war run, try it. It's fine. You know, if um, if you want to say um, if you're doing a sneak attack, for example. And I've described some people armed with scimitars coming out, whatever. And you've got this sneak attack, and you rustling behind the guy and you go but rather than bust out of the shadows and go aha with my rapier for example I creep up behind him and I pull his belt knife out and I stab him in the batok with it hell yeah you have all the damage in the world I don't care like what's I'm not going to batok here we go I'm incapable of saying uh, like in, in my sword fighting class I, I, I always say sword not sword I don't know why it's just a habit I picked up from like an old instruction just, yeah um I also can't say lube without. I can't say I can't say it properly. I can't just say feeling aroused. Do like like I can't no, I can't say the word properly. What lube? No, I, I can't say it like that. I can't say it like that. What lube? Lube. Lube. Oh, it has to be lube. lube. Yeah, not lube. lube. It's like sheath. Lube. Yeah, it's not sheath, and that's an effort. It's sheath. For years, <laughs> moist. Yes, that. For years, people used to say I used to say strawberry. Strange, and I don't know why. It sounds totally normal in my head. The cadence is slightly different. Strawberry. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. A lot it's yeah, a big thing, apparently. It's probably because a lot of people pronounce it strawberry yeah. rather than strawberry. Mm. Yeah, because all of it don't hit the continent. I don't find mm. that odd, but yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, but generally speaking, if you want to try something cool, don't think Paul's not going to allow that. I desperately want you to do cool things and, and, and be a bit... Larry, and you want to, do you want to say because because one of the things we the things I like to do is you sort of call an action succeed or fail and describe your succeed or fail. Do you want us to describe what we're doing before the roll or after the roll? Describe what you want to try to do. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to attempt to uh, go up and and um, uh, instead of uh, instead of stabbing this orc, I'm going to attempt to sort of sidle up to him and convince him about. Um, this is the time to step out of the proletariat and, uh, and and take a stand for what you believe is right. And don't you really just want to be a chef? You know, there's all this pillaging and killing. Why can't we just get along? Did, haven't you considered accountancy? That sort of stuff. But make it your then after the roll, go. How well does that go? All right. Likewise, if you want to describe this cool action that you're about to do, and then you fail, and go. Okay, I do all of these backflips, and I'm, okay, now describe how that fails. Like you can do all the backflips. But it's not going to get you what you wanted. So, I mean, you've got a goal and you've got an action, and those are two separate things. Um, so, like, yeah, I'm going to do this backflip and sort of go around and, and, and uh, take this guy out and do all that sort of stuff. Right? Okay. And it fails. And it, again, it's not about that has to be a bad result. Okay, so you do, so let's say uh, Jace wants to sort of uh, do a flourish and he gets his, his Krieg's Master, he starts whipping it around, should do that. Um, he starts whipping it around and doing backflips and, and go around. And what he wants to do is end up um, next to this guy, totally bewilder him and just sever his head. Okay, well, you failed the role. You still managed to do all of that stuff, except you end up being just out of range. And now he's really intimidated because you've done this awesome thing, but it didn't do what you wanted right. it to do. So I do the backflip, flying, 
through the air, jumping over trees and rocks and over his fallen companions, and I go to cut his head off, trip, fall, but completely take out his legs as I roll underneath <laughs> and we're both prone. Exactly, yeah. So it doesn't go your way, but it doesn't necessarily just end in, in comic failure. So you want, us, you, you want us not only to describe our actions, but play a bit fast and loose with even the mechanics of the game to a certain extent. So Yeah, it just, I mean, it doesn't say that you must fail. It says that you failed in your objective. Okay, you've got, I want to hit him with my axe. Okay, well, fine. Well, I want to wound the opponent. Yes, great. Um, but if what you're going to then describe is, okay, I'm going to lift my axe, I'm going to throw it at him. Okay, you miss. What else do you hit? It doesn't disappear and poof out of existence. You know, what else happens? So if you want to add something that complicates the situation, so I throw it, and it goes right towards him, right to his face, and just catches it. And now he's got my axe. Yeah? Brilliant. Take some inspiration. And uh, one of the things is going to be, you have to remind me of this stuff, I'm going to forget, like... But you can ask for inspiration. You can petition for it. You can say, should I be getting inspiration? Like, yeah, of course you should. Yes. The fact that you're asking probably means yes. Um, but I forget all the time. Uh, so, or, uh, four, my picture is always incomplete. If you want to add to a scene, that's great. And it's not just because, because I haven't described it, doesn't mean it's not there. So if you want something to be in a scene, or I've described... So you, so you don't ask me, where are the tables in this tavern say there is a table in front of me I want to kick it in front of this guy can there be a table in front? like you don't have to ask me can there be a table in front between me and this guy yeah of course can because mechanically it wouldn't have made a difference if there was or there wasn't they'd go around it or they'd go over whatever but you want to do something cool with this table there is a table what kind of table do you want to be is it important yeah so uh, and then it adds to that so okay um, I, and I kick the table towards this guy and you fail your role in your hit roll or whatever, okay, he jumps up on top of it. There's a tablecloth on it. Yank, you know? You can keep adding, okay, even to that granularity. You can add NPCs if you want, all right? You can, uh, if you want someone to talk to you, like, um, I handled going into that town, the seaside town, completely wrong. Completely wrong. I should have given you much more time there um, and had a bit of a chase thing with people who were you know, coming up behind you. But, like, um, I walk up to a, a villager and whatever. Okay, right, so um, Jace has gone off on his own to get himself away from you fuckwits. Uh, and he's... Rum and wenches. Yeah, this, this guy, you know, trying to welcome everyone with open arms. Um, uh, okay, so, Adam, be the NPC. Who is this guy? Yeah, because it adds that random element that I can't bring all the time. You know, it's not that that one guy with a fucking South African accent all the time. Um just, just bring it, and it doesn't have to be consistent. It could be someone from from somewhere else. It's fine. Well, should be fair. It's not always the South African accent. It's sometimes the constipated South African. Sometimes well. the constipated South African, and occasionally Don't the West Country South yourself, African yeah. accent. The West Coast. Don't South sell yourself short. Oh, oh no! You <laughs> wait for it. There are some South New Africa. Zealander South Africans. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, that includes um, objects, buildings, people, weather, law, history, everything. Okay, so um, let's say uh, when you said, uh, do I recognize the unicorn from the description? <laughs> and I said, no, there's no unicorn in this world. You can then say, but actually there is this beast that sort of sounds like that. And it's this fearsome thing that, that breathes rocks or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. You, you do that. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I've just said, okay, there is no pseudo Arthurian D&D unicorn in this world. You tell me what there is, you know? So that Gimbal finds that. 
Is that that's that sounds familiar? Is that the um, uh, the grumble horn of of, uh, of 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 Lower Sudek or whatever? Like, yeah, you, you just invent that place and that story, and yes, yes, absolutely. You know, just do it. Um, let other people help you with it as well. So if you say if you've got the seed of an idea, put the seed of the idea out there, and then let other people add to it. Yep. Um, so you don't have to have a fully conceived of thing. Just go right. Yes, roll with this. Yeah. Um, and number five, silly voices make everything better. Or all, all times, there is no time when a silly voice does not make things better. All right. So those are my five rules of, of me DMing. Balls. Uh, it's, it's okay, that aspect of my character, I, I'm not that keen to emulate, so that's fine. 